Hello, friends. Grab your guitar and get a gig at a bar. You're listening to Blame It on Buffett. Well, I sail from Lauderdale down to Key Largo. Cross the Gulf on a fast loop and I sail the Abacos. As a kid, I read Contiki and now all the pirate books, too. There's just so many places on my list to see. I'm going crazy just trying to choose. Welcome back to Blame It on Buffett for another week on the, I almost said on the radio, which I guess technically isn't incorrect because we are on Tiki Man Radio Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. So yeah, I guess I can't say we're on the radio, but really this is a podcast. Um, so I'm not like recording this at a radio station or anything. Although I do like, I had a radio, a couple radio shows in college and I really liked it. Someday I wouldn't mind having like a real radio show again. It's fun to watch the Tiki Man radio um, when they do live shows and you can see, if you watch it on YouTube, you can like see the booth and I don't know, just takes me back. Um, but enough reminiscing. Uh, let's get to this week's episode. Um, my guest is Danny Hoy, who is super awesome, and we'll get to the interview with her in just a minute. Um, but I want to make sure that I uh, mention a couple things before we get there. Um, one is, uh, if you heard me, saw me mention the new mic, you might be thinking, this sounds exactly the same. And that is because I'm not using it yet. Um <clears throat> Turns out my house is very small um, with no real good way to separate from my insane cats who like to make a big ruckus. Um, And I just don't have anywhere good to set it up uh, because it's like a nice, like sensitive mic that picks up a lot of stuff. So I think that I might be waiting to really get into use that for the, these sort of online recording episodes um, until after I move because I'll have like a real office. I can get a whole setup and it'll be great. It is a really awesome mic and I'm super excited to use it, but I just think um, it's going to not be like the mic does a lot of awesome stuff that in the situation that I'm in now um, is not really great because it's too good. So, <laughs> um, so I'll probably start using that once uh, in, a, in a couple months, once I move and like can really get it set up and have a whole like real cool thing. Um, however, I am planning on next weekend, hopefully, um, as long as this works out, going to be recording an in-person interview. Um, and so I'm going to use, try and use the mic for that because like, if you watch that video that I posted, you can see that it's very, like, that's part of a big part of why I got it is it doesn't, it can just be on battery charge. It has internal memory. I could just take it with me. Um, so that'll be a good test for that. So hopefully that'll work out. But I just wanted to mention that in case people were like, where's the new mic? What's happening? Um, maybe nobody cares. (laughs) But um, that's the situation. Um, And then the next thing is I really want to make sure that we talk a little bit about the Back to the Island Society. I know I've mentioned it in the last couple episodes, but we are getting so close to launching the website. Um, Hopefully it's going to be very soon. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, the Back to the Island Society is a new uh, not-for-profit club that um, sort of was spearheaded by Dan Smith from Classic Buffett and the Stories We Could Tell podcast. And he brought in 
some of us other folks to be on the board that are big Jimmy Buffett fans, um, a couple other podcasters and just some other cool people. So um, it's really just a new club, a society, if you will, that people can join, um, really taking it back to focusing on Jimmy, um, especially vintage Jimmy, but not only that. Um, and it's, you know, kind of got a Key West vibe. Uh, we have really cool merch and things. If you sign up for a membership, um, there is a membership fee. It's kind of like the Parahead Club, uh, which the Parahead Club is also awesome and you should just join both clubs, but it's kind of gives, gives people options. If if this is going to be all online, not, um, there's not gonna be local chapters or anything. So kind of just providing that online community, um, to talk about Jimmy Buffett. And then also, you know, eventually we'll have events and all these different things. So if you're interested in that, um, and then raising money for charity is obviously a big part of that as well. Um, and to start, we're going to kind of be focusing on Jimmy's charities that he has created and supports, um, because this is going to be just a really like Jimmy Buffett focused situation. So if that sounds like something you would be interested in, or in at least interested in learning about, you can go to backtotheisland.org. Um, and put in your email address and you'll be notified once the website is um, goes live and you can buy memberships and everything. We have really cool exclusive merch, some really cool t-shirts that you may have seen on posts. Um, you can follow back to the island on uh, social media. And um, yeah, and if you do sign up for a membership when that goes live, we have some cool back to the island swag that you'll be sent. Um, so yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, I hope everyone will at least go check it out. It's not, this is not like an either or, um, with the Parrothead Club or any of the other clubs that are out there. This is just something that seemed like maybe was filling a niche for some people. I'm in both clubs, um, and I love them both. So, (laughs) so yeah, um, that's really exciting. And like I said, it's going to be the website's going to be going up, going live very, very soon. Um, so if you want to be sort of in the first wave of getting in there, checking it out, maybe getting a membership if you're interested in that, um, then please go to backtotheisland.org and put in your email address. And you will get an email when it's all ready to go. Um, and yeah, we're just really excited, going to be doing some exciting things. Um, There's possibilities for sponsorships. Um, If you have like a business, there's possibilities for being an ambassador. Um, If you really want to help promote the club and what we're doing. Um, I mean, the end goal is really to raise money for charity, but you know, in the, as part of that, we're really going to be like taking it back to talking about Jimmy and supporting Jimmy, focusing on his music and all of that. So please go check that out if you are interested. Um, and I think that is it, uh, in terms of sort of housekeeping stuff. So now let's go to the interview with Danny Hoy. All right. Welcome to this week's interview. Um, my guest is Danny Hoy, who is an awesome musician that I think I saw for the first time at meeting of the minds in Key West a few years ago. Um, and I was like, who's this cool person? <laughs> like, I feel like, Danny, you have a real cool vibe. 
<laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very that, much. Do you feel like do you get that a lot? I don't know. Like I just like not that. I mean, I love all the other musicians too, but I just feel like your vibe. Like you have a different vibe than like some of the other um, trap rock musicians. Um, also, thank you for being here. Sorry, I just jumped right into the questions with asking you. Oh no, your no, that's cool fine. Vibe. <laughs> no, everything's cool. That's fine. No, I, 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 uh, I, I appreciate that, and uh, um, you know, I, I'm glad you feel that way because I, you know, I, I try to be. Uh, you know, it's important to me to be personable and friendly and just kind of like myself. I like just being, being myself and uh, being able to, being able to relate to people because I love people. Yeah. Well, I think that definitely comes across um, like just like, yeah, like laid back, very personable. Um, I mean, not that I like, I don't know if we have met in person in terms of like, hello, I'm Aaliyah and hello, I'm Danny. But like, I definitely have like seen you at Meeting of the Minds, maybe interacted with you, maybe said something to you. I don't remember for sure. Um, okay. But I always, I always feel like you bring a little something, especially like when the, um, when they, when they do that, the, like the last couple times, or at least the last time I went, I've only been twice, so I'm not like a pro or anything at Meeting of the Minds, oh. but but definitely the last time there's like the the ladies show at, I think, Willie T's, where it's like all of the sort of, um, maybe not all of them, but a bunch of like the female musicians that are in town sort of get together and all sort of jam. I've got to do that this year. I, I kind of missed it last year or the year before um, but, and, and I like that. I think that's really great and I uh, I, I missed out on that and um, I have to say it's a little weird for me, uh, sometimes because I actually live here that, right. you know, that all these things are going on. And, uh, I always try to watch my energy, um, maybe a little too much with, uh, all the activities that are going on during that week. Cause I have regular gigs as well. Yeah. Um, me and my partner, um, Chris Reem, we, we, we have, uh, we have regular gigs that we have that we have to focus on. Plus, you know, we live here and we have our home life and everything. But I, I really want to like this year. I would like, I would definitely like to get in on that because I think that would be a blast. I feel like I'm, I've missed out recently on, on doing those kind of cool hangout things. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's there's always like a million things. Like even for people that aren't like locals that have regular gigs, like there's so many things. Like as a person there to watch there's you can't see everything you have to like pick like okay do I want to go to this place or do I want to go to you know yeah. so but that one you know I guess like being a woman it's kind of fun to like see all the women musicians jam together and I think um I think you bring something extra to that and I don't want to like I love all of the other women musicians but like I think like like what you do like brings a little something extra that like maybe they as a group don't have I don't know I'm no no I'm not sure how to say this like like you like it's just like it adds like an extra like level to like the sound I guess is what I'm trying to say like you like instrument wise and just like your voice um and I think it it's really cool to see all of you sort of play together do you do you like feel when you play with a group like that, like, do you feel, is there, is it like a different thing than when you're just, I mean, obviously it's different, but like, how do you sort of work into like sort of jamming with a group kind of spontaneously versus like your intentional shows that you're playing regularly? Well, 
well, you know, just kind of like tuning into the level of fun and, you know, and, you know, if, if I don't know the song, I'll kind of hang back and maybe play some percussion or, or just have some fun. And then, you know, if I feel like I'm, I'm comfortable and I can jump in there, then I will. Um, but yeah, we're all there to support each other and have a good time and just, you know, make the fans, you know, give the fans something extra, extra fun. Um, I love to play guitar and I, uh, I started seriously playing guitar about 10 years ago, taking lessons and things like that. And I, I, I think I've gotten pretty proficient at it. I'm more of a rhythm player than I am a, a lead player. So I, I, I'm, I'm more, I'm really good at like bringing that, just bring the beat. Uh, cause that's a little, that's fun for me is I just love that beat and I love to drive the rhythm a little bit. And, um, and also I was trained, uh, not professionally in singing, but over the years, um, from, from a child on, I I've sung in choirs, I've sung in church, I've sung in, in school. Um, I've learned a lot about singing over the years. And, uh, so part of the thing for me is there goes my phone. Part of the thing for me is, uh, getting that, um, part of the thing for me is pulling in the harmonies and stuff like that because right, i like yeah. to, i like to contribute to that hang on a second yeah no worries oh. <laughs> oh. you know i have to tell you it's my stepmom and uh my stepmom's calling me because it's her birthday tomorrow and it's also easter and i send her or you know today or whatever <laughs> right no this will go up it's today so yeah tomorrow is yeah. accurate <laughs> oh okay yeah i wasn't sure Anyway, so I send people are listening on Tiki Man Radio, and then it will be Monday, so it'll be yesterday. No, okay. it was Easter. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll catch up later. <laughs> anyway, so um, all right. I, I, I well, that's very that. nice, and happy birthday to her tomorrow. Yeah, she's her name's Rose. Oh, so I sent her a bunch of roses, obviously. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, she's just anyway, calling so, to uh, thank you then. Yeah, so I gotta call her back after after this. But yeah, no, I just love uh, I love music, and I've loved music like my whole life in one way or the other. I was raised. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of things. No, no, please. Bit, this there's no plan here. We're just we're just talking, and this is definitely like this is clearly like I'm not a professional. Like I probably should have started with like what's your background, but instead I'm like let's immediately talk about some random thing and not introduce you to the listeners at all. So. <laughs> That's just well, how I roll. a lot of them already know me anyway. So I, you know. Yeah, I kind of assume, like, most people that are listening to this podcast, like, probably know who you are. So, um, but yeah, no, maybe, please go. Let's talk about your background. Um, so you've been musical since you were a kid. Well, my, my, uh, my dad was a, um, my, my, my parents are, uh, we're from the Baltimore area. And uh, my, my parents met in high school or, you know, after high school and, um, my dad was, uh, con- um, he worked in heavy construction and, um, for the Baltimore County Bureau of Highways. And then my mom was a stay at home mom, but my dad also, uh, moonlighted playing music and, um, he was really into playing guitar. Uh, uh, his, uh, his last guitar, oh, it says lost connection. Um, his last, his, okay. His most recent guitar uh, that he that he got, I guess, uh, when we were kids, was uh, a Chet Atkins Gretsch, uh, which was kind of like a Beatles guitar, and he had a Beatle Vox amp and everything. But he would go play. He and his brothers had a band, and uh, they would go play, uh, you know, like the Elks Lodge, and they'd play parties and play weddings and stuff like that. And so, you know, we were we would go watch them practice in our parents' club basement in Baltimore. So I was raised with this with this music, and my dad playing music. He also played drums and sang and. And, um, 
And my mom was the music appreciator. She um, got us to listen to jazz and orchestras and, you know, the music they grew up with. So, you know, my mom always tried to get us into the arts. So she, uh, she was like the culture person, like, you know, musical theater and everything like that. Um, so I grew up with this whole appreciation for music and music was always on, uh, in our house, unless the TV was on, of course, but, uh, we would listen to music like all day. And then I would listen to it with my brother and my cousins. And we just love music of all kinds. And, uh, you know, of course I grew up with a lot of pop music in the seventies, uh, and eighties. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've grown to love a, a wide variety of different kinds of music, some country even. And <laughs> yeah. so it's in, that influences me a lot. Um, and I've just always loved singing and, and uh, being a ham for the most part, I, I guess you could say. Being an entertainer. <laughs> yeah, it was always a little too entertaining at times, I guess. I, no, I've always loved, you know, and, 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 and my brother and I even got into acting uh, in high school and, and my brother went on to do more acting in college and, so, and, and beyond. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of the whole background in, in music and performance. And so, you know, um, really uh, uh, the nerves, the nerves and the, the uh, all that stuff. I mean, it's just kind of just something that comes natural, I guess. Yeah. Well, so what it sounds like you were singing for pretty much since you were younger, but like what? I mean, obviously you have like a lot of musical Never professionally, yeah. in, uh, influence in your life, but what sort of like made you decide like, n- like when you did, like uh, now's the time, like, I think I'm going to learn guitar and, 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 you know, I, I think there's even a big step obviously from like playing music and then like deciding to try and write your own music. So sort of what, what made that, what, what sort of was the catalyst for that in your life? And so it was a lot of um, intuitive leaps. I actually uh, was more of a um, an artist, an illust- like a draw. I, I would draw and paint when I was growing up. I was more into the visual arts. I even went to art school. Oh, cool. Um, when, we, when I was 12, my brother is a little younger than me. We took guitar lessons for about a year. Um, and then after that, um, you know, we had moved and, we still had the guitars and everything, but I, you know, I would play with the radio and I'd kind of learn and I would pick it up now and then, but I wouldn't play it that much. And I never, it's funny. I never learned how to play and sing at the same time. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why I didn't do this until 2010. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, you know, I was, uh, I was in my forties and, and, and I was kind of bored and a friend suggested we do open mic nights. I'm like, well, I can't play. And sing at the same time. It, I don't know why. And he said, well, just practice three songs because that's all you usually get to do is one right. to three songs. And just practice these same three songs until you get really good at them. So that's what I did. And it took a, it took a bit. And then um, uh, and then I started, uh, I don't know, I was listening to um, Beachfront Radio at the time because I'd, I'd become a Parrothead in 2003. Uh, I joined a Parrothead club in 2003 and I started listening to all this trap rock music and stuff. I had no idea what it was before him, you know, yeah. before, before the Parrothead club. Me neither. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, hello. So, uh, you know, I started listening to this, this music. I was listening to beachfront radio. I'm like, well, maybe I could write my own song. So I wanted to write, you know, I wanted to do what the, what the guys were doing, you know, like all these guys that I knew were doing and, 
but I wanted to do it from the female perspective, but I wanted to be the solo guitar player. You know, I wanted to, to do that. Mm. And uh, so I, I wrote a song called tropical man and I, I started writing the song and, and then uh, I got contacted by a lady, a friend of mine, Tracy, who was running an event in Wildwood called Wildwood, New Jersey called spring fling. And she asked if I could come play. She couldn't, you know, she, she just wanted me to come play for like an hour and, you know, I was like, well, you know, I'll do the event and it'll be fun. And uh, I'll get to meet all these people. And, and it was a charity event anyway. It was a Parrothead event. So I agreed to go do that. And I, I played for an hour on a Thursday night. And then some other kids came and played. And and uh, these people started coming up to me and asking me if I had a CD. Uh, or if I, you know, if I had any recordings. I said no. And they said, well, you should get one. <laughs> And I thought, well, I, I said, I'm just the open mic girl. I mean, <laughs> I did me and Bobby McGee, and, you know, whatever. And I did a, I came up with my own spring fling song. And uh, so I just, you know, I had some fun with it. And then the next day I started hanging out with all these guys at the pool, uh, Gary Phillips and John Friday and, and Tiki Tom and all these guys. And we, we were singing together and, and playing around the pool. And, and it was a blast and I really enjoyed it. So, you know, long story short, I started writing songs and uh, came about that uh, came out with my first seed, Tropical, in 2012. Um, and the one of the songs on there is Tropical Man, but went through a lot of rewrites because I really didn't know how to write songs. I my my I, I did some writing and then I took a, a course in in movie writing, hmm. learning how to write a script, and uh, that kind of gave me the idea that well, you know, like a, there's a format to these things. There's a format to writing movies. There's a format to writing songs. So I kind of saw that songs were like mini movies. So I was trying to tell a story in the song and uh, there's different ways to do that. And I kind of thought about what the structure of all the songs that I'd ever liked were like, you know, and that's kind of where I got my start. But my producer, Kevin Johnston helped me out a ton because, you know, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. Yeah. I, that's interesting. Cause yeah. I think that's, um, I mean, I think there's a couple different paths, uh, for people to sort of end up in the, you know, trop rock music group slash genre. Um, but it seems like a, a fairly common one is, um, people either with a musical background or maybe without even that much musical background, just like having songs that they like just like I really want to like write this song and then like Mm -hmm. that's the sort of um motivation for them to like learn how to do all of this stuff like maybe they haven't written songs (laughs) before but they're like hey I you know have listened to this these other trop rock artists and I also have like a story that I want to tell that fits kind of into this genre and like maybe I could write a song too you know and it, it seems like I don't it seems like there's maybe not a lot of other genres where people who like have never written songs before, or sometimes maybe even, you know, don't have a ton of musical background or can just be like, I have this idea that I want to do. And like people embrace it, you know, they're, they're excited to hear it. So I think that's like a pretty cool thing about the sort of trop rock group um, is just that idea that you can, 
really go for it if you if I mean it's a lot of work still like you have to really put effort into it for it to be good but if you are willing to do that like there's an audience there that you can come from never having an album before to Mm -hmm. putting out an album and everybody's like hey you're great (laughs) you know (laughs) well excuse the pun but there is a lot of latitude there (laughs) um, yeah it's like uh there's a lot of different ways to come at a lot of different things I mean you get you got the people who've been in songwriting for a while, uh, like like Corey Young and so forth, that are that are just they found trap rock just as a alternative to spending all their sweat in Nashville, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know you have people who are like they just have these great ideas and they they think you know it would be a lot of fun to like maybe they've always dreamed of being a songwriter. Um, a lot of us are kind of you know coming at it a little bit older or you know a little later. And, um, uh, you know, in our forties, fifties, sixties, whatever. And, and uh, you know, there, there's a lot of options and there's also a lot of acceptance because people just, a lot of these people just want to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, you know, all these people, they, they want to, they want songs about having a good time and, and you know, and, and about other things as well. But, you know, like the, you know, the, the, the center of trap rock of course is escapism and so on, but there's stuff on the outside of that and there's different ways of, approaching it there's different ways of saying it you don't have to say it the whole the same way and use the same words all the time you just you know you give people something for their imagination and something that makes them feel good and they're happy yeah and kind of once you're in sort of the group um like people in the trop rock fan base know who you are like you can pretty much do anything you know like maybe maybe people heard about you because you had one song about the beach but like mm-hmm. after that the rest of your music can like not really be that at all and people are like still super into it because they love you know it's kind of like once you're in you're in like that's what I feel like with like the trop rock crowd and fan base is kind of like you know you just they really embrace music so like maybe the way they first heard about you is I mean I'm not saying you but like the general you, uh, yeah. The way yeah. they might maybe first heard about a person is like they that person had one song that was kind of escapism relevant, but mm-hmm. like once they know about you, they're just like oh yeah we love you as a musician so like we're gonna like come to see you play and we're gonna you know support you even if like the rest of the music isn't really that escapism based and I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you, not all my songs um, are like that, so. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is your uh, your first album is definitely more, has that sort of tropical vibe, but then the, yeah. the next one after that is a very, like, much more kind of, like, bluesy, like, just, like, um, musically-wise, I think there's, like, it's just, like, a lot different sound overall than the first one. Did you like do that intentionally or was it just kind of like as a songwriter that was kind of like what you know you were attracted to at the time because it they're both great but there is very different like just the general like sound and vibe of the albums are very different I feel like yeah I um you know as an artist I want to grow and I think that's a a lot of things artists generally say is they want to grow or they want to try something different or, you know, so I, you know, my first album, I wanted, I had, I had some concepts and my producer really, really helped me with all the songwriting and every aspect of getting the album, um, you know, to be, 
to get Tropical to be what it could be, the best it could be um, on our limited budget. <laughs> so, you know, it's right. kind of like I did all the, uh, I did the majority of the background singing and a lot of the music was just done in house and, and, and so forth. Um, really great musicians and, and, um, but like, like just not that many. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, um, I wanted, yeah, I wanted that, you know, I wanted my first CD to be very, very good. So I went to Kevin Johnston from Orca, Orca Sound Studios uh, in Abingdon, Maryland. And he was, you know, he was recommended to me by uh, Jeff, DJ Jeff Allen from Beachfront Radio. And uh, he's produced Lauren Davidson and he's produced um, Paul Rausch and uh, um, like a whole bunch of other, you know, just really great um <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. No, that's right. His face, and I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a, he's a lawyer, California. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like the production (laughs) side of things is really interesting. I think. Anyway, so um, you know, but but all these all these all these great people that he's that he's produced, and um, oh, Carwin. Oh, yeah, Carwin. Um, so he's produced all these other people, and I love the sound, and you can hear like if you listen to all those albums, you can hear the Kevin Johnston sound. Right. I mean, it's just definitely, it's like, oh yeah, that sounds like Kevin Johnson. <laughs> um, but he helped me with everything. And, and, uh, and I feel like the songs that are on there were, were representative of where I was at the time. Um, so, you know, Tropigal, I just, I was trying to come up with, I had a, I had a email address. It was Tropigal something at Comcast.net. And I just came up, I was like, well, who is Tropigal? And I came up with a story about who she, you know, how she's kind of this every, every woman who wants to just live at the beach or live, you know, in the Caribbean or whatever. Uh, Drunk on Mallory Square, I wrote um, based on my experience being here the first time in 2010 for Meeting of the Minds. Um, I, you know, it's a true story, the way the story goes. (laughs) That that, that Tropical Man, my first, you know, song, was just kind of like, you know, my, my pie in the sky ideal about my ultimate uh, lover, I guess you could say. Um, and then it kind of has a little more, I guess it has a little more of a tropical country feel to that album. But then when I came, it came to songs of love in the ocean, I'd had a whole lot of new and different experiences. And I feel like my songwriting really got better pretty quickly, um, from what I learned from Kevin and, and, uh, and I started experience, uh, I was more into exploring rhythms on that. Um, and taking the words in my mind and turning them into like a, a beat, like songs of love and the ocean, you know, how that would sound, yeah. uh, gone native. I came up with that, and it added a, a certain rhythm to the song that, um, I felt like made it a lot of, lot of fun and gave it a lot of energy. Um, and then I, it, I really wanted to have it be kind of a, my first two albums I wanted to be kind of eclectic. So I kind of have some three quarter time or six, eight time songs. I have uh, some Latin stuff. Like I like it hot. Um, Last day on the Island is kind of a torch song, so, you know, and some of it's a little more country. Uh, and then also get a, a little bit of the blues in there too, but I feel like I'm getting more toward like country blues, Americana, like in that direction. Yeah. Um, more and more. I mean, I'm kind of, I, I love listening to Americana music. That's kind of 
where I'm at right now. And, and it, it encompasses a lot of different things. So, um, yeah, yeah that's, do, do, I mean, when you sort of like you're playing on your own and then, you know, you have the shanty hounds, which is your duo with Chris, you know, uh-huh. do you, is there like, are you guys trying to do something different there to like make that its own thing? Or like, I know like sometimes you play, um, you know, like the same songs and stuff, but like, do you, do you do like solo gigs different than you do like your duo gigs with the shanty hounds? Uh, at the moment I only have, I have one solo gig, which uh, I have at a place called off the hook on Monday nights from five to seven. It's just a couple hours and kind of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my own original music, but also I, I kind of have this since it's a, you know, it's a dinner environment and it's chilled out in the back, you know, in a, in a patio, I do this sort of uh, uh, more like 70s singer songwriter kind of thing with a little bit of little bit of 80s thrown in. <laughs> so <laughs> and then like some other stuff, it's a little it's sort of eclectic, but it kind of like I do a lot of uh, so I do James Taylor and Carol King and um, uh, like things like that that yeah. make people feel kind of like homey and like, you know, yeah. like really like good songs like You've Got a Friend and and uh caroline on my mind and um i do uh i do some uh i do landslide by stevie nicks i you know i do those i I do a lot of covers like that but i try to try to do i feel like that's my strong point Mm. is that kind of music and where and then i feel good about it it makes me happy so i kind of have my own little song my own song list that i like to go by um and then i tailor it if if i have people in the audience who are looking for specific music or you know if i can if i if if i have somebody who's really paying attention then i can i can draw on them to maybe do something a little bit different but then i make sure i'm putting in my own music too um when when chris and i play together we have a mixture of fun covers that we like to do um and then we uh chris chris comes from a a different background he's he's a uh more he's he, he loves the like the Grateful Dead and the Allman Brothers and the Marshall Tucker band and and music like that's like his his thing I come from more like pop music and um a little bit of country kind of and and then again again that that uh, like that what they call yacht rock these yeah. days <laughs> that kind of thing so you know so we have this this fun mix and then Chris will do his songs and I'll do my songs and and then we do some stuff together. We've written a song together that is going to be on Chris's new project, which is hopefully coming out soon. Cool. Yeah, it's called Sunset Sale. So it's a song about going out on a sunset sale. Yeah, <laughs> which are great. I have been on those and they are super yeah. fun. <laughs> We're supposed to do one tonight, but it's ultra windy. We'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. It's a little interesting. <laughs> We're supposed to play one tonight for Sebago, so. I definitely, I the I remember like the last one I went on uh, during Meeting of the Minds, like it was also pretty windy and there was wine and I was wearing white pants and afterwards there oh. was definitely like splashes of red all over my, I don't think it was my mm-hmm. wine, I think it was like other people's wine that was like spilling and then blowing around. <laughs> so that was a fun time, but. Yeah, um, there's, uh, there's certain <laughs> charters. Tip, don't wear white pants. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um I noticed red wine anyway. Yeah, right, yeah. Um I I noticed uh yesterday just actually totally by chance um when I am working, I work from home and sometimes 
uh, you know, if I'm in a tropical mood, I like to put on just something to have on in the background. Like I put on the TV while I'm working. And one of the things I really love to put on is live cams of like, like Soggy Dollar has a live cam and you yeah, know, Hawaii has a bunch and, and Key West has a bunch. And I was just like looking for Key West live cams on YouTube. And there was, I was just like sort of like scrolling through and I, there was one with like your information on it. And I was like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> I am interviewing her tomorrow. Um, oh, well, okay. So what just, happened was we played it to it's two friends. Right, we played yeah. it to friends yesterday. And then um, the next musician doesn't like to use that uh, function for the camera. Um, so we, we go live at two friends on, um, on Thursdays and Sundays, whenever we play there, it's on keyslive.com. People can always tune into keyslive.com and, and check out the YouTube channel and chat and like hang out and listen to the music at two friends. But, uh, what happened was I turned the camera to the street view, but I didn't take the, nobody took the information off there. Yeah. My, that's my that was my Venmo and PayPal information. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I thought maybe you were gonna. So it was on Street View, which was yeah. also entertaining. Like I just put that on for a yeah. while, but I thought maybe like I didn't know your schedule, so I thought maybe like you were gonna be on. So I was like, oh, and then it was. It ended up being like they turned it around. And it was a different musician. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, your information was just still on there, and I was like, oh, this is supposed to change that. Yeah, they're supposed <laughs> to change that, but they don't always remember to do that. Not everybody's astute enough to handle it. <laughs> yeah it is you know technology but that means like people you can go and check out that um live cam and sometimes catch you know danny playing there or if it is on street view like that's pretty fun to watch too just like people watching yeah. it. if you if you can't be in key west you know and you're like dreaming of going um you can always like watch like creep on the <laughs> the webcams <laughs> There's an endless number of webcams yeah. in the West. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Uh, well, what that that's a brings me to something else that I'm curious about, which is like, what made you? I mean, you didn't always. You moved to Key West like fairly recently. Um, I guess it was a while ago now, but like in the grand scheme of things, pretty recently. Like, what made you decide to make that move? Yeah, I moved here seven years ago at the end of 2013. I had uh, been coming here for a while. And I just, I couldn't, couldn't get my mind off of it. I couldn't stay away. I'd met, I'd met Chris and um, I just saw that this was a great place to make a living playing music and also being an artist, which is my other, the other thing that I do, especially since COVID came through, I, I started, uh, I had a lot of extra time on my hands. So I started drawing and painting more. Um, but uh, I, I just saw it as a great place to play music. Um, I, I love the weather. I've always been a beach girl. I've always wanted to be by the water. Um, when we were growing up, we always went to Wildwood, New Jersey and Ocean City, Maryland. And I look forward to that every year. So I just saw living on this island as a really great place. Plus, I'd met so many people. It seemed like a great environment for um, there's a lot of really wonderful people here. There's uh, uh, 365 days a year. It's just amazing experiences to be had. There's always a parade. There's always a 5K. There's always fun stuff going on. And um, it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful place. Um, the winters are great. Um, I have a year round tan. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you know, and I it's just and there's so many venues here, and they they pay you to play music there. And once you once you get established in a place, and 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 uh, and uh, you, it's like you develop a family. 
you know, well, you do, you develop uh, there's, and I have friends here that are just amazing members of my family. Um, I'm always meeting new people. Uh, Chris and I are constantly meeting new people and making new fans and friends. And we have this thing where like we meet people and the, the, you know, after a couple of times we invite them over to the house and have a barbecue, <laughs> kind of how we developed our roster friends. And then, and then we met, we, we, you know, those friends meet our other friends. They all get to know each other, you know, before you know it, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like we have people all over the world who come to see us. So yeah, there's like a sort of instant camaraderie, I think, you mm-hmm. know, in that, like anyone that goes to Key West in that way, like is all there kind of for the same read. Like, obviously if, if people are going for me, the minds, that's really for a very specific reason, but even people just generally like who are going to go to Key West, going to listen to music, you know, in a bar or wherever, connect with that music, maybe talk to the music. Like all of us are like instantly have that in common, um, sure. which makes yeah. it really easy to strike up a conversation with people or, I mean, I'm not very good. I'm not like super great at that, but like, I think it's not, it's it's nice because there's always you know you have that in common with like everyone that's in that same situation so it makes it a little easier um for me anyway to be like hey like we're both here like doing the same thing because we like the same things you know <laughs> like like clearly there's right, something exactly. we have to talk about so um so that's really cool but but also like i mean i think lots of people want to do make that move but not many really go for it and you just decided to go for it which is super cool it's it's not really for everybody i i know you know there are people who've who've come here and maybe it hasn't worked out for them um and there are people who still say that this is the place they would like to live and um you kind of have to always have to adjust your expectations a little bit and you know maybe my expectations were a little too high when i first arrived but i work i'm really i work very hard at what i do and i work very hard at at making things happen. Um, I'm, I've, I try to be very versatile when it comes to, uh, you know, if something's not working out quite the, the way I expect it to, or the, the way I want it to, then I, I just figure out a different way, you know, or I, I come up with different options. I, and I try not to worry about it because I, I think, um, what's going to happen, what's supposed to happen will happen anyway. And usually when I get to the point where I'm worried about, I'm not having enough gigs or something, that's when all of a sudden they're all there and the shit hits the fan, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's, yeah. So it's, like, Oh um, no. And then you're like, Oh no, I have three yeah, at the same time. Like I'm busier, I'm busier than I could possibly, we, we could possibly be right now, which is great. Uh, up until like a month ago, we were, we were kind of panicking, but things are definitely, uh, moving in the right direction again. Um, you know, but that's, you know, that's the, the world situation. It's, it's what yeah. we're all dealing with. So, but, um, you know, it, it, I would say anybody who wants to move to Key West, do your research. Um, I mean, basically you need to, you need to find a place to live and it's expensive. You need to, uh, you need to figure out what you're going to do, uh, when you're here. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of service industry jobs. There's, you know, tons of needs for bartenders and people in the kitchen and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, but it, it's a lot of people have to live with roommates and, and, um, do different things to make ends meet. It's, uh, you know, if you come here and you, you have a nest egg or you have savings, that's kind of the best thing to do. Um, just, you know, save up for it and plan for right, it. Like it's more of a it's, retirement situation. It's not as easy to, yeah. 
Yeah, it's not as easy to like just move here on a whim like some people used to do. <laughs> you know, just kind of yeah. show up and, and make things <laughs> like happen. Jimmy Buffett, like back in the day. When, like Jimmy Buffett came down here with Jerry Jeff Walker. Yeah, and uh, you know, just you know, he just just started talking to people and playing, you know, playing music different places, made friends, you know, developed his passion for for music and started having hits and all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting, you know, yeah. um, Did you? it's funny because, uh, huh? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, no, finish what you're saying. I was just going to say like you, before you mentioned joining the parrot club. So I want to talk a little bit about that and like Jimmy Buffett, but go ahead and finish oh, what yeah. you're saying. <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, um, I, I guess I was just going to say that, uh, well, in fact, I was going to get around to that oh. <laughs> because this podcast is called, called blame it on Buffett. Mm-hmm. I always joke that if it hadn't been for Jimmy Buffett, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I mean, and I think I that's mean, true for a lot you know, of people. Probably. I mean, in Key West. Yeah. I mean, playing music in Key West, that, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't joined the Parrothead Club and that wouldn't exist if there wasn't a Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. So what, what, so back did in- you join the Parrothead Club because you like Jimmy Buffett and you, yeah, I guess just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. I really wasn't a parrothead when I joined the Parrothead Club. <laughs> um, I'm divorced. And my husband and I uh, joined. Um, my my husband and I joined uh, Parrothead Club in 2003, called uh, Parrotheads and Amish Paradise, and uh, we uh, we joined it because um, his stepdaughter was a member, and she said it was a great social club, and they did a lot of charity. They were doing an Alzheimer's walk and all this stuff, so that's why we joined. Um, and, uh, so I, um, you know, it, it was fun. We would go to these meetings and it, like I said, it was called, uh, the Parrothead Club was called Parrotheads in Amish Paradise. And we were in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, York County, like in this Amish area. And, um, um, so that's where the name and the, the logo had, it was a parrot with a, with a, an Amish hat and beard and, <laughs> And so forth, but um, it was it was fun. That's where I met uh, our, our DJ for the for the Parrothead Club was uh, DJ Jeff Allen, who eventually oh. uh, created Beachfront Radio. Yeah, and um, our band was this guy Dennis McCoggy and another guy Randy Zimmerman, and they were at the time they were called Tropical Soul. And uh, Tropical Soul is still in existence with Dennis, and you know, yeah, with. Uh, you know, and Heather Vidal sings with him and uh, John Patty plays with them and, and all these other great musicians. So, you know, that's how I got to know all this music. And I um, eventually we had this uh, Biasthenia Gravis um, event in uh, somewhere near Harrisburg. And I can't remember where exactly. Um, and this guy, Howard Livingston, came to play there with a big band. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> So I had no idea all this stuff existed. I was just like, well, this is interesting. But I, you know. Did he do the blender thing? (laughs) Yeah, he did. Because that's like a real showstopper. When you see that for the first time, you're like, oh, this song is a thing. And also they're making margaritas like with the motor on stage. With the blender. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and that's, you know, Howard doesn't travel like that anymore, really. Uh, He doesn't travel that far um, to do these shows and everything. But, you know, this was two thousands something I don't know it was it was a while ago and uh it was a blast I mean it was a lot of fun and you know it's like 
well, this is amazing. There's a blender in the, in the, in the, in the, in the motor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so crazy. So, I mean, that was kind of my introduction to what this drop rock thing was. And then, um, just over the, over the years, just, uh, so, you know, I was in that, that group for a long time. And then I also joined the, um, Hanover area parrot head society. And, uh, I have a ton of really great friends in there. And, um, just, you know, great people who are doing good, you know, really good things and having a blast together. We always had these awesome events and raised money for a lot of great charities. And we'd have these great meetings. It was just fun. It was a really good time. And it was my introduction to all the Jimmy Buffett music. And, um, you know, I knew some of it, but I really didn't know that much of it until I started going to meetings. And and uh, my first album i think that came out somewhere around that time was licensed to chill mm. so i bought that the cd and uh i bought the songbook um and i was trying to learn how to play trip around the sun and <laughs> some of the other songs i play trip around yeah. the sun these days so you know i was trying to learn all this stuff and yeah it was it was really fun um you know, and then and then we would start going. I, I finally started going to Buffett concerts. Um, so that was good. I got to do the tailgating, and we would go up in a bus. We'd go to Camden, um, near Philadelphia, or and, you know Camden, New Jersey, and Philadelphia, and we would go see Buffett. And we went to Jones Beach, and we went to uh, a f- you know a few other places, and it was fun. It was a really good time. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I. Um, I know a few, a couple other people that like also are, they ended up joining the Parahead Club just because like they had friends that were in it and it was like, hey, come to this house concert. It's fun. And then, you know, started coming to events and like they like started to like Jimmy Buffett and Trap Rock and all these things from being in the club, which I think um, is a really interesting, like I joined the club because I loved Jimmy Buffett and I never thought that like, people who didn't really know that much or care that much about Jimmy Buffett would want to join the club just like, because it's a fun social thing. Um, but I'm really yeah. glad that that is the case because it means that like people who do that might, you know, start liking Jimmy Buffett more and discover all of these trap rock musicians and stuff. And then, and then we're like getting new fans and new people in, right. Which, um, is always good to support the music. So I, I think that's um, a cool thing that people do sort of go the route that you went, which is like join the club for other reasons, but then started liking the music because of being in the club. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and people, people talk about Jimmy Buffett music, but Jimmy Buffett's also a fantastic, uh, per, uh, he selects really great songs to cover on his albums. I mean, he picks really amazing. I mean, he, he he finds all this music he really likes and then he records it. Yeah. You know, and then a lot of it's, uh, you know, music that I really like anyway. Um, he's recorded, I don't know, six or seven uh, songs by a Canadian artist named Bruce Coburn, mm. which I think is, is a lot. I think that's the most uh, single artist he's ever selected songs from. So Yeah, that seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, really great song. Um, when you were... When you were saying before about like your solo show and like doing, you do like James Taylor and Carol King and, you know, Stevie Nicks and all of those kinds of like that, I 
am a Jimmy Buffett fan because like I grew up listening to his music because my parents really like Jimmy Buffett. But like okay. I also like all of these other musicians because my parents like listen to those a lot. And so like James Taylor and Carol King, like those are all also like very much in my wheelhouse of music that I love because I sort of like grew up listening to that music. So um so I'm definitely like in that camp more than like the Grateful Dead other, you know, that kind of other side that you were talking about. So I feel like if I was at a solo show, I would be like loving every song. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the whole experience where all the, all these people travel. I mean, I've only seen Buffett like eight times, but I know people have seen him hundreds of times and they would just go to all these different cities and they had these all, you know, they, they knew all these cities that were the best places to go they go, they say, go to Pittsburgh. It's the best show. You know, it's like, yeah. cause I've been to all of them. Yeah. And I just like, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like, once you like become a Jimmy Buffett fan, if you really get into it, like there's a lot, first of all, he has like a ton of music, but then also like, yeah, going on tour. If I mean, I haven't even been to that many shows just because of like my locations haven't had a lot of local shows. And I, you know, growing like as a young adult didn't really have like the resources to be like flying places just to go to a Jimmy Buffett show um sure so like I'm a huge Jimmy Buffett fan but like I've been to way less Jimmy Buffett shows than like most people who are huge Jimmy Buffett fans um yeah yeah um which hopefully he'll like keep playing for a while longer so I can go to more shows but he seems um, to be having a good time so I and he's he's in really good he looks like he's in really good health and everything yeah Yeah, I think he said like he's probably gonna tour as long as he can you know um so so that's good but yeah there's a lot out there like once you become a once you like sort of make an effort to like get into like seeing what Jimmy Buffett is out there more than just like knowing Margaritaville or whatever. Um, there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot to become a fan of. And I think that like if people join the Parrot club for sort of other reasons, once they sort of in- get introduced to that um, it's not hard <laughs> to become a fan of Jimmy or of like the other trop rock musicians, because, you know, if you are a fan of that, like escapism sort of idea, you know, mm-hmm. Once yeah. you discover all that's there, you're like, oh, well, this is for me. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Which is cool. And there's so much to do, like, not just Jimmy Buffett concerts, but, like, there's so many, like, all the regional Parrothead Club events or, like, you know, once you know sort of all these different things, there's, like, all these different events you can go to. Even outside of Parrothead Club stuff, there's, like, different events in Key West, you know, like, the Songwriters Festival. Like, there's just so much, like, music stuff to go to to enjoy like you can't really do it all but um yeah no yeah you're right but there's a lot of options I and I and I also really love like the house concert thing um oh me too which like in Key West obviously like if you're in Key West like you're you know most you're going to bars and stuff and seeing musicians there which is really cool but like in regular life (laughs) when you're not on vacation in Key West like house concerts is kind of like this thing um and that's really cool have you done have you done many house concerts I haven't the I haven't done them in a while. Uh, bef- before and after I moved here, I did a bunch, and then Chris and I did some. Um, there aren't that many happening here in Key West, but I would like to resume doing them. Um, I, one of the things I'm working on is some new songs because I'm going to work on a new project. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's been since 2016, since at the end of a long road came out, and I would like to work on. Um, I would like to work on a new project, come up with a, another another album, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 there's uh, I've I've got a lot of stuff written. I've got some things started, and but I want to write some more songs and and um, see what shakes out, you know. <laughs> What's, yeah. What sticks. I have some fun songs that I definitely have been promising some friends I'm going to record. So. Oh, <laughs> that's good. So they've like heard the songs, but yeah. they're just not for public consumption anywhere. Well, I don't, I don't play them for everyone because I mean, well, one of them is really hard to play just anywhere. It's called Nakedity. Oh. <laughs> and it's just a funny song about, you know, accidentally running across naked people in the keys, I guess you could say. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a winner. Um, yeah, I, I played it at a Brent Burns uh, thing at Island Dogs. He was playing at Island Dogs, and he invited me to come do a couple songs, and I did them. And one of my friends, I swear she was going to pee. <laughs> <laughs> she was laughing so hard. But it was it was just fun because uh, it's a, it's just a funny song, and it has a lot of uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, suggestive but uh, pun. It, it's it's yeah. like. You know, it's punny, punny kind of humor. I feel like um, the trop rock world is definitely the place you can do that. Like, yeah, like I feel like most trop rock musicians have like a kind of punny, suggestive song in their repertoire somewhere. Um, yeah, because people love it. You know, like puns are great. Innuendo is hilarious. Innuendo, that's like- <laughs> exactly what. Yeah, that's more like what I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I think I'm sure that if if you put that on a a record, I'm sure that will go over well. Yeah, I was thinking of doing it like doing it live or so. I have a couple different options about how I want to approach it. So, um, but then I have some other songs I'm writing that are probably you know not so trap rocky, but you know some are. I have one called Funky Island Car that is kind of fun. It's all about these island cars that we have here in Key West. People just they're you know, basically, I think they're held together with <laughs> with bumper stickers and paint and and not much else. And yeah. if they if they drive off the island too far, they're going to fall apart. They're held yeah. together by by sea air, and <laughs> mermaid Rust. kisses, or Rust whatever. Yeah. Rust. So I mean, I guess yeah. if you're only driving in Coconut. Key West, like you don't have to get very far ever, so you can kind of no. not have to worry about. Actually, that's kind of like I've barely driven my car at all in the last year and then Mm -hmm. also before that I only really drove around town but I'm moving to a different state and Uh I'm like not confident that my car can make it to another state so I have to like take it in and make sure like all of the things are if it needs to be fixed you know because there's a big difference between driving like a mile here and there around town and driving like you know multiple days worth so I get that for sure yeah it's uh (laughs) a You know, I have, I have, uh, I have my old, I have a 2003 Ford Focus ZX3 hatchback and it's pretty much an island car at this point. (laughs) Yeah. It's all you need really, you know. It's our work car. We put all our stuff in the car and, you know, it looks terrible. It's the band car, but but then we have our, our car that we can drive, you know, elsewhere. It's safer, safer, has less mileage. Yeah. So. That's good. But yeah, it's uh so I have that kind of a song and then I have some other songs I'm working on based on some of I have a song about um we have a lot of homeless here, so I have some observations about that and um uh geez. 
and I have kind of like a driving country song sort of song and, you know, just, I have a whole bunch of things I'm working on, but I just need to sit and focus and spend more time on a daily basis. Just writing. I, 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 I do that in spurts. I'm not a, I'm not a daily writer. I, uh, I have too many other things. I'm actually, so, you know, between performing and writing, I'm also working on artwork. Um, I have an art website. It's dannyhoyartist.com. Okay, cool. That's where people can buy my prints. And uh, I'm, I'm working on, I've got five smallish paintings that I'm working on for commissions. And uh, I also make, uh, I take my old guitar strings. Well, I take old guitar strings and I make uh, bangles out of them and sell them at Blue Heaven. So oh, I'm doing cool. that. Yeah, I've got like all these different things that I do. and um, But I got to get the, I gotta get the songwriting back going. You know, <laughs> I do that. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. I I I understand that because I definitely, at any given time, have like, you know, m- many multiple interests that I'm like trying. I like always kind of envy those people that just have like one thing they're really into and yeah. like really focused on doing all the time, or like even like one aesthetic that they really like. You know, like like I. It's just I don't have the dedication to to only like like one thing to the extent of like not spending not time on else. anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I really it's respect having, goth having the balls in the air. I like black and I like like Halloween gothy stuff, but I can never be goth because I like too many other. Like I also love like tropical things. Like you can't really like be, you know a parrot head and be goth and like have those two aesthetics like go together i don't know i don't think i can do it i just am like okay half the year i'll do like halloween stuff like in you know in like the fall and then like in the summer i'll do like wear like you know parrot head stuff <laughs> so that's how i have to like break there up my go. life <laughs> um sounds like a plan yeah that's but yeah so I definitely understand like having a lot of things going on like projects and um but but I'm sure the people who you know love to hear you play and like your music will be excited you know if you're gonna be putting out a new album or something soon yeah well I'm I'm definitely uh I'm definitely thinking about it I gotta I'm getting some funding together and all that stuff so yeah cool that's all working out well um do you want to, that's, I guess, maybe a good lead into, like, do you want to talk about, like, you know, you mentioned your art website, but your regular website, you have the Shantyhounds website, like your social media, like, where can people find you? <laughs> There's so many places, but like, where can they oh find you? I usually do this yeah. at the very end, but this just seemed like a natural sort of lead in from, you know, maybe making new music. and. Yeah, actually, um, now if you go to my, my, my website is dannyhoy.com. That's D-A-N-I-H-O-Y.com. Or you can also do dannyhoymusic.com and it'll go to the same thing, um, which I have to update that website as well. I, I, I update my own websites and stuff, which maybe I shouldn't do, but it's cheaper. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is cheap. uh, but you can go to my, my website, dannyhoy.com and listen to my music for free right there. And you can also download the music from there. You don't act, nobody, you don't have to go to an alternate source. But of course, if you like to listen, if you'd like to buy from Apple or Amazon or whatever, you can do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you can also, uh, I'm on Spotify and all those kinds of places too. Um, the shantyhounds.com, of course, 
is uh, another website uh, we run. Basically, it's just you know, it's Chris and I. Um, there's a there's a video on there of our song Yippie Kaye Away. So we have one album together where we took original music, uh, nine songs, and and did a live album out of it just for fun with our friends, and it was great. But that's that's on there. Plus, uh, Chris's latest project is also on there, which is called. Um, um, it's called uh, All the Best from Key West, and it's got five songs. Um, so, you know, that's another place where you can, can get some new and original music. <laughs> and uh, um, our, our, uh, our calendar is on there. So if you're coming to Key West, you can come see us. Um, just check out our calendar on either of those websites. I maintain the calendar as well. Surprise. <laughs> Um, but that's good to know that the calendar sh- should be accurate. So if people are looking for yeah. where, cause I was going to ask you like to say like where all your shows are again, but people can just look at the website yeah. and see there. Right. Well, we're, we're playing at two friends um, twice a week. We play at Rick's on Tuesdays. Uh, I played off the hook every Monday from five to seven. And um, then we're also, we're playing sunset sales. We've been playing at a new place called stinking crawfish. Um like just here or there. And, and then we're also playing, uh, we play at blue heaven. Um, we've got some, we're looking at dates for May, I think coming up. And so, you know, we're, we're somewhere almost every day. (laughs) Wednesday's kind of the day off. Um, and, uh, it's fun, you know? So yeah, the schedule is right there. Dannyhoy.com. Go check it out. That's awesome that uh, you have so many gigs. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it helps cause that's, you know, it's what we do for a living. Yeah. So, and um, of course, that all dropped off during uh, the pandemic, but right. it's coming back. And um, one of the reasons I started doing so much artwork is because I had all that time on my hands. So yeah, so people um, want to why the other website pass. Huh? If people want to support you past like your obviously like downloading music and stuff, they can also check out yeah. your art website and all of that right. too. Yes, it's all there. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Just look for Danny Hoy music. Cool. Um, I'm on Twitter, all that yeah. stuff. So. All, all of the places. <laughs> all the places for the most part. Yeah. I have certain places I like to, I even have a LinkedIn profile, but I don't use it that much. <laughs> yeah. I, I do for work stuff, but not for like social yeah. things. <laughs> I but don't have time like for it. Facebook. I've found that Facebook seems to be where the most like parrot head trap rock fan base is and interact yeah. the most like more than um mm-hmm. the other ones but i mean i'm i'm on all you got to be on all the main ones because there's people on all of them that want to follow you so <laughs> yeah i have a presence of some kind yeah do you um have this is just something that i like to ask my guests especially because you live in key west do you have a favorite uh, a beverage adult beverage type do you have a favorite bar in key west to go to when you're um you know just hanging out not like if you're doing a show or whatever oh man um where do we go usually <laughs> there's all kinds of places to go for all these different reasons um one of the places i uh, we have this we're kind of into craft beer me too uh, a bit so one of the places we go is uh uh, there's a place called the retro room. It's kind of off the, it's on, it's on the end. It's Simonton in front. It's like at the end of Simonton. And it's just this cute little craft beer bar that uh, it's, they have beer and wine and sake and they have snacks and, and uh, they also have games, they have video games. And it's just this cool little hangout. 
and uh, that's a cool place to go. We also, um, geez. I'll have to check that out because I, uh, yeah. my husband is a brewer actually. So we're, oh, good. Like, that's his job. So yeah. <laughs> we're like really into craft beer. Um, and I feel like my inclination, like normally when I go to Key West, like the places I usually go are like the main sort of bar bars, because that's like where, you know, everybody's is going or like the music is. Um, but I, I do love craft beer, so I'll have to check mm-hmm. that out next time I'm in town. Oh, and there's a new place. It used to be Charlie Max. It's right next to the Green Parrot, which is also an awesome place to go. Yeah. But right next to the Green Parrot, there's a, a it's called uh, Key West Lost and Found. <laughs> and it's, uh, they have a lot of craft beer in there. Plus it's just, it's a kind of a sports bar, but it's just a, a neat, neat little place, kind of open air. You know, like it's like I said, it used to be Charlie Max. Now it's this Key West Lost and Found, but they it's also a good place to go for for uh, to try a lot of Florida beer. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, I like that. I always like to when I go places, like to try like local, like beers from local breweries. You know that like you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to get um, where where I live. So like definitely like most Florida beers, like breweries, like we're not going to get beer from. <laughs> You know, you also, far away. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so cool. And in Key West, you also have the Waterfront Brewery, which they brew their own beer right there too. Cool. Yeah, this yeah. is like a whole thing that I like. If I was going under regular circumstances, like you know, with my husband or whatever, like we would have gone to like all the beer places first, like more than the other places. Sure. But because I've only been for meeting of the minds with like my parrothead friends, like we're always at you know like the bars that have musicians playing or the, you know, sort of like the classic Key West bars that people like to go to. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely have to make a point. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely have to make a point to, to try some of those other places next time. There's just so much to do. (laughs) It's hard to do. I know it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to cram it all in, but, um, yeah, Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll get to go back sometime. Um, Oh, I hope so. It'd be great to see you. Yeah, definitely. You know, now that we've spoken, uh, not in person, but (laughs) in online person, I for sure will definitely try and come and check out a show. I mean, like I said, when I've been for Meeting the Minds, I've seen you do like Meeting the Minds gigs, but I'd love to come and see like you guys do one of your regular gigs. Um, Yeah, that'd be awesome. So I'll definitely try to fit that in. I'm making so like meeting so many people because of this podcast. And I'm always like, yeah, like I... I have interviewed quite a number of people now that live in Key West and it's like, yeah, come like when you come to Key West, like come do this and come check out this. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, this is like, I have a whole new list of things to do and like people to meet um, just because of interviews from this podcast. So that's, that's fun for me to like, I don't know, learn about all of new things and meet new people. Um, The possibilities are endless. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, before we go, I want to make sure we talk about, uh, your charity that you picked. Um, so for anyone who is maybe listening to this for the first time, I don't know if there would be any people, but I do a thing where I, um, and for each episode, I have the guests pick a charity that they care about, that they like to support or for whatever reason they want to share, um, so that we can get the word out there about some new, like obviously being a, a parahead and a Jimmy Buffett fan, a big part of that is giving back. So, um, just getting the word out about new, some new places to support. And then also I, the podcast, which is me, <laughs> makes a donation. So, um, what, what organization did you pick? Well, um, I'm, I'm involved with this group, uh, or I shouldn't say it like that quite. I, I, I do this charity every year 
in June, for the entire month of June, I ride my bicycle um, so many miles. And it's called uh, the Great Cycle Challenge, Riding to Fight Kids Cancer. And it, you can do it anywhere. I mean, anybody anybody can do this anywhere they live because uh, they have different options. Like you can you can do it on a indoor cycling. You can do indoor cycling. You just do so many miles and you just commit to it. And you raise money and it goes to fight kids' cancer. Um, but the website's greatcyclechallenge.com. And uh, I need to I need to register. Which <laughs> is what it says, reminds me to do. Yeah, so what happens, already. you know, in Surprise. June. <laughs> so June, I'll say I'm going to ride 200 miles. And then I, you know, I'll ride so much per week. And then I I, I have a, um, so I'll, I'll, and I'll try to raise $1,000. And then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go out and I'll do this and, and people. Uh, so this is, I think the fourth or fifth year I've done this and um, it's really great. And you just register uh, at greatcyclechallenge.com um, and you just share it. And it's got all this fun stuff you can do. And then you keep track of it on your, uh, on your uh, apps, on your, um, on your phone, when you go out and you ride your bike or, or if you're riding indoors. Um, and they make it so easy on the website to, uh, to, um, to get support and to get, you know, to get the fundraising. And it all goes, like I said, it helps to fight kids' cancer. So that's awesome. Um, so it's one of no, those. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so it's one of those ones where like you say like, I'm going to ride this many miles and then people um, donate specifically to support you in your goal or whatever, like that type of event. If right. you call it an, like an online event or whatever. So in June, people can go to your page and, support like if if like they're interested in this they specifically can go and support like donate to support your goal yeah and um yeah it's just simple you know they just get they and I, I put it up on facebook anywhere but um but people can find me on that website and they can uh they can donate just you know straight to uh the account that i have on there and then you know it goes into the goes to the fundraiser um yeah, it's really easy and it's fun. And um, I'm not sure. It's usually in, it was in June. I don't know if it's September now because COVID threw everything off. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out when that's going to be. But if you, if you go to Great Cycle, Cycle Challenge, I, like I said, I do this every year and I've been doing this for the past few years. And it's, it's just fun. It's a cool thing. Cool. Yeah. That's, that sounds like a great one. Um, and I'll post the link to the website in the show notes so people can go check it out if they want. And then also if they follow you, everyone should listening should follow you on social media and then they'll see like when you do your specific one and if you post about that. Um, And yeah. And then the podcast will be making a donation. So I am excited. I, I mean, not that there's like a bad, such a thing as a bad charity, you know, but I feel like everybody so far has picked really good ones. (laughs) And this this one goes, goes to the children's cancer research fund. That's great. Yeah. Which you can look that up if you want to. Yeah. Awesome. You can find out more information. They've got all these great pictures of the kids and everything and stories about, about their lives. So it's great stuff. Yeah. That sounds like a great cause um, for sure. So yeah, I'll make sure. I've been doing uh, bike riding um, charities for many years, including uh, MS rides and so forth. So all that stuff's fun for me. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks uh, for sharing that. I hope everyone will go and at least check it out, give it a look. And um, <clears throat> it sounds like 
it's nice because like if people want to sign up to do the bike riding portion, they can do that or they can just make a donation. So, you know, whatever, or just, you know, maybe tell a friend about it. Um, So yeah, that's really cool. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So I think uh, we'll probably wrap it up. I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're very busy very busy lady. (laughs) Um, so yeah, just, uh, everybody make sure to go check out, uh, dannyhoy.com, like all the things that she mentioned. Um, and Danny, it was such a pleasure to have you on. I really appreciate you agreeing to do this. Thank you for having me. I really, uh, thank you for contacting me. I mean, we, we kind of met through, through Boomer, I think. And (laughs) yeah, or maybe it was was kind of a fun thing. Yeah. I think it, was it I think it was on like I was watching like the Sunday show on Tiki Man Radio maybe oh and that's you were, like was. in the comments and I was like hey yeah, yeah. you should be on the podcast we'll talk about it. all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's what it was yeah so bringing people yeah. together that's a fun radio. Show. Yeah, it is a fun show. I it's like because of the time difference I basically like on Sunday morning wake up and just like turn that on and I'm like still laying in bed <laughs> It's just like, oh man, because yeah. it's like so much earlier here than you know where they're doing the show, but um, but yeah, so that's like yeah, late that morning here, kind of Sunday morning <laughs> wake up, yeah, is I put that on, so it's, it's oh, good. yeah, but yeah, good way to start the day, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, okay, thank you so much. Uh, and hopefully, we'll get to meet you in person sometime. And I hope you have a great rest of your day, you too. Thank you, yeah. All right. I uh, just want to thank Danny again for being on. Um, like you heard, it was kind of this thing where like she was just in the chat and I was in the chat on a Tiki Man radio show. And I was just like, hey, you're cool. <laughs> like, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> and she was like, sure. Um, <clears throat> sometimes that's just all it takes, you know? just like sort of a spontaneous like I see because I obviously like know who Danny is and like I've seen her play for like several times um you know but there's a ton of musicians out there and short of like just blanket emailing all of them which I don't want to do you know sometimes it's just like that catalyst of just seeing them in a chat or like seeing them live or you know whatever the thing is to be like hey do you want to be on the podcast so um, so yeah, so that was a real pleasure to have her on. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it and thanks. Yeah. Just thanks so much for listening. Like I mentioned at the beginning, um, you can listen on Tiki Man Radio at 7 PM Eastern on Mondays. If you aren't, um, listening on a regular podcast platform, or if you normally listen on podcast platform, but you want to check that out, just go to Tiki Man, uh, and uh that's just a cool thing and danny's real nice guy uh for inviting me to be on his radio station so that's pretty cool um and if you want to follow me on uh, social media you can find me at blame buffett pod on twitter instagram and facebook um or on facebook you can just search for blame it on buffett podcast um if you want to contact me you can dm me um or you can email me at blame it on Buffett podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you, you know, just have thoughts on the show or something you want to share or whatever. Um, if you are 
enjoying the show um, and listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a review, that would be awesome. You can write something, but if you don't want to do that, you can just hit the star rating, uh, which is also helpful. Um, And I really appreciate that. It just helps more people see it on Apple Podcasts and maybe listen to it. So um, thanks so much for doing that if you do that. And um, I did want to mention before I go, Danny uh, from Tiki Man Radio, I sent him some stickers and he posted about it on Facebook. Um, And a bunch of people were like, they're stickers? Like, how do I get stickers? Like, these are cool stickers, which I didn't know if anyone would really care. I just like have the stickers because I just made them one time for fun. Um, But it seemed like people were interested. And if people are actually interested in merch overall, I might start... um, eventually start one of those shops where it's like the print on demand, you know, where there's just like different products and you can just say like, Oh, I want this t-shirt, blame it on Buffett t-shirt. And I have some ideas for other um, designs and things too. So if that is something that you think you'd be interested in, I would be happy to hear that there is interest in that. Um, I didn't really think there would be, so I haven't done it yet, but if people are like, no, I would want to buy a t-shirt or something or a mug or whatever the thing is, um, then yeah, I might actually seriously look into doing that. So, um, if that's a thing that you like, and it's totally okay if you don't want to buy merch, like I don't, I, like I said, I had no illusions about like this podcast being big enough for people wanting to buy merch, but it just seemed like there were a lot of people that actually showed interest in these stickers. Um, so yeah, if that's a thing that you'd be interested in, interested in, um, just let me know and that will help me make the decision about whether to go for it or not. Um, regarding the stickers, I have mostly just been sending them out to supporters. So if you want to support the podcast, there is a button on Anchor, a support button, and you can click on that. And um, it's like a monthly support option, kind of like Patreon. And there's different um, levels. I think the cheapest one is 99 cents a month, um, which uh, if you you know want a sticker, you can <laughs> support at 99 cents, and that's a pretty cheap sticker. Um, <clears throat> so I have been trying to either keep them to supporters or like obviously I sent some to Danny um or like B-Man and Michelle were like hey do you want to trade for some of our stickers like I'm down for that um so yeah if you have a situation um like that then just let me know if you do do the support button and you would like stickers please message me um or email me to let me know because I don't on my end I can see almost no information about you about the supporters. Um, I just see like your name and sometimes it's whatever name you type in. So it might not even be your full name. There's no contact information. Um, so I have no way of contacting you. So if you are a current supporter and have not gotten stickers, or if you decide to go the support route and would like some stickers, please, please, please reach out to me. I'm sorry if that's awkward to be like, Hey, I supported you. (laughs) Um, but I have no other way of knowing who you are or, um, contacting you to find out if you would like stickers. But I would love to send you some because I really appreciate everyone who is doing that. Um, Like I said, it helps me to get new things for the podcast. It helped me get this new mic, um, which I'm super excited about, even if maybe I can't quite utilize it fully yet. I will be soon after I move. So So yeah, that's the deal with the stickers. Um, And it was just actually nice to hear that people were interested in those and excited about them. So um, I would love to do more merch in the future if that is a thing people are interested in. 
yeah, so I think that's it for this episode. Um, I hope you had a great time on this. I almost said Sunday because I feel like I normally record on Sundays, but today is Saturday um, or whatever day you're listening to this. Um, I hope you're having a lovely day. And uh, just remember that until next time, if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen out there. Blame it on Buffett. He was my hero from way in the past. And I sang his songs and had island dreams before I ever read the main up a mask. Blame it on Buffett. We took the road.